Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. So today we have Wendy Evans on the podcast. Wendy, thank you so much for coming. Hello. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay. My day job is I'm an inclusion director at a preschool, early childhood center um, in Costa Mesa, a child's place. But I have a passion project is trying to bring more representation of LGBT children's literature and just like LGBT 101 training in early centers. I am kind of a middleman between the LGBT center in Orange County and the Orange County Association for the Education of Young Children, which oh. are pretty high, you know, organizations in what they do. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome that both of those organizations have taken an interest in LGBT issues. Yeah, it kind of started, I went to a focus group. I was like, so how did you? I know, it's weird. (laughs) Started like probably two years ago, I went to this focus group at the Long Beach Center, and the topic was supporting LGBT families. And what it was, was more of a medical field, trying to figure out how to support families. Okay. So it was done at the center. So I was sitting in this focus group and I realized I'm in both of these worlds. I'm from the LGBT community and I'm early education and I know Orange County and all the resources we have. So I just kind of sat there and put it all together and then as soon as I got back I was like I got to meet these two groups. I got to bring it together and so that's kind of how it started. That's awesome. So we've had on the podcast we've talked a little bit about some LGBT issues, some of the laws in California, but it'd be really interesting to get deep into like the literature aspect, which is what you know, you're focusing on. I think that's something that most people don't realize that that's big thing. Exist. And that that should exist and how we can change some of these classrooms. And then you were talking to us about you know, you've seen some challenges outside of California with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where should I start? What okay, so digging deeper into this, I was like, yeah, there's you know, I'm LGBT. I've yeah. always like tried to introduce my my kids they've gone to pride their whole life you know 10 years ago I had to like search really hard on the internet to find LGBT literature but digging deeper in the whole situation I began to notice that most of the data we have for our LGBT youth is middle school and high school mm-hmm. and then so what I started questioning was you don't go to middle school and want to commit suicide right. because all of a sudden you're LGBT right like something stemmed mm-hmm. or the way people treat you stemmed yeah. early early on. And you've had probably 10, 12, 13, 14 years. Yes. So it's like built up. So the idea of like any inclusive idea is if you introduce it early, when you get to those later grades, it's no big deal. You know, if you have a child with autism in your class and they blurt out every once in a while in preschool, kindergarten, you know, third grade, by middle school, you know, it's not really a big deal. So it's kind of that same concept, but not a lot of people have taken that focus Mm -hmm. and looked at... LGBT in the earlier grades. And um, I do want to clarify because we do get this. (laughs) So when we talk about LGBT in early education, we are strictly talking about families. I'm not teaching about safe sex. I'm not talking about HIV. Like we are 100% just focused on family representation. And so that's where the books come in. There's so much children literature on, you know, two moms, two dads. And in the books, they're doing the same things every other family does. Mm. 
you know, families have really changed. There's no more, yeah. I mean, there is still yeah. the traditional family, right. but there's single moms now, yes. single dads. There's aunts, uncles raising kids now, mm-hmm. grandparents, Grand, yeah. adopted, foster, yeah. you know, it's like the family dynamic has changed so much that I think those books that just represent mom, dad, and children mm-hmm. don't really represent what's going on in the classrooms. And they don't represent America, really. They don't represent America, absolutely right. right. And kids are seeing, oh, well, I'm supposed to have a mom and a dad, a female and a male, and I don't, or I do, and so anybody else that doesn't is different and weird, and I don't want to be, you know, and and that's where those preconceived kind of notions start bleeding into the little, little kids that we see. And what happens is when you silence that or you don't bring it up, they're aware that their family isn't being represented. Yeah, and they um, melt into the room. Yeah, and it goes all the way back to the National Association of the Education of Young Children. <laughs> they have their code of ethics, and one of their ethics is not participating in things that harm children. So mm-hmm. by not bringing up their family and not discussing their whole world, you're kind of harming them. You're saying mm-hmm. something's wrong with their family. Yeah. yeah, it probably makes them so much more closed off as adults, right? We talk about people who, you know, are very open about sharing their family and, you know, talking about their family or even, like, being close with their family and then you have people who don't really talk with their family ever. And it's like, well, where did that come from? It wasn't something where you're just like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. No, it comes from somewhere. Exactly. Well, and being from the LGBT community, I remember in kindergarten, you know, you do a whole family unit, the All About Me unit, and the project was to bring a family picture in. So, you know, my wife at the time, we were like, okay, do we do it? What do we do? We're in Newport Beach. Like, so we did prep the kids. We're like, okay, you understand our family isn't like other families. Are you okay explaining that you have two moms? You know, like, yeah. we had to have that conversation yeah. with them. Yeah. When well, they including were, them instead of just telling Yeah, them, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, they went through the whole Prop 8. Like, they were with us, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. when it passed, it was a big family thing. But we did have to have that discussion. And, you know, in the end, they were like, yeah, this is my family. I want to do it. So we filled out the thing and sent the picture. But, you know, a lot of times the typical, you know, mom, dad families don't have to do that. They don't have to have that conversation. They don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to ask the child, is it okay? Are you okay explaining your mom and dad? Like that conversation isn't going to be happening. So, yeah. And so the idea, too, with this whole LGBT and early education is to create spaces that are affirming for families. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the rainbow is like a universal sign that we're LGBT friendly or, you know, the equality human rights campaign Mm -hmm. sign. You know, if you're a school and you have that, some sort of representation of that, a family can go in and just automatically know that it's a safe space or even out themselves. Because a lot of times as LGBT, you go in for the tour, but then you're like, okay, well, I have one more thing to tell you. I'm married to a woman or I'm married to a man. Mm -hmm. And then you have to out yourself and then wait for their reaction. And you have the anxiety of, well, should I say it? Should I not say it? Can I say it? Yeah, exactly. What do we do? And you shouldn't have that feeling. Exactly. You should feel comfortable no matter where you go, especially if your kid's going to be spending X amount of hours, X amount of days a week there. Exactly. And just looking at your shirt, alternative family, same love is like amazing. <laughs> I love the surprise. No, I love there's, it. There's oh, yeah. And it was funny. So I talked to this woman, and then she <laughs> typed in. She was trying to figure out a business she could do because she was a single mom. And then her daughter got really ill, so she had extra bills. So she was going to do this side project from home. So she typed in single mom, and the only image that came up was like women on stripper poles oh, no. and stuff. And she was like, wow. "This is horrible." Yeah. She's like, "This doesn't represent me." Right. So then she kind of came up with all these different slogans and made like tote bags and. 
all these t-shirts. That's awesome. So how can I not buy a t-shirt yeah, no, after yeah, exactly. oh, you're like, uh, I will take three. <laughs> so it's interesting. So yeah, she, her alternative family is yeah. a single mom, but yeah. you know, that represents such a larger population. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Oh, and, and we see sometimes alternative families can be, we have, you know, aunt and uncle and grandparents all living in the same home. I mean, yeah, that too. It's become, mm-hmm. housing crisis has become such a big issue that we are dealing with that. Or, exactly. Or, you know, parents are working and, and they can't afford, you know, childcare outside of the home, so they have other family members coming in. I mean, there's so, there's such a big, you know, realm of that. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. And it should be represented. Exactly. we're teaching our kids so much early on, we should be teaching them. Exactly. Yeah, well, especially California, like you said, it's a different dynamic here. (laughs) It definitely is. And when you are trying to think of how to incorporate it or when you're doing, you know, presentations Mm -hmm. on this, is your main goal just really trying to explain, look, we're not doing any of this other stuff. We are just focusing on what different families look like and does that kind of ease in I think it does yeah what I realized was I need to do an LGBT 101 because there's a lot of people that don't even know what LGBT stands for I know I was thinking oh gosh should we say it out loud (laughs) yeah so that people you know just in case you never know we're all the time we always catch ourselves and be like oh wait wait let's (laughs) so it's lesbian gay bisexual transgender and then a lot of places add the, the Q, Q. Yeah. and the Q is queer or questioning. Mm-hmm. And um, queer is an interesting word mm-hmm. because it was a really derogatory, yeah. so it's almost like a generational thing. Older. Okay, say queer. Yeah. No, older people don't because oh, that's. They say questioning. And, yeah. And because, because queer used is a bad term for them. Okay. But the okay. youth have taken it on like, hey, this is our word. I'm proud of it. This is who I am. So they're giving it a new meaning. Okay. So it's kind of like this. Taking it back. Yeah. yeah it but queer back. kind of encompasses everything. It's like an umbrella term. Okay. Kind of like gay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I do the LGBT 101, and then we kind of ease into like, you know, talking about families, like you said. And then we go into even curriculum. So we have these LGBT books. What do you do with them? How do you use them in a classroom? So um, So you don't just stick them in the school classroom library and and sits there on the shelf all year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we do them, but we do it in a way. There's a book that we really like called Sparkle Boy, and we actually had our own little Sparkle Boy. It's a little boy who loves all things sparkly and glittery, and he loves his sister's skirts and nail polish and all this. So we took that idea, and we didn't focus more on his gender fluidity, we focus more on the idea of, yeah, sparkly things are awesome. Everybody right. loves sparkly right. things, right. especially when you're five right. years old. Yeah. Like, you don't have to say, well, it's okay that he likes sparkly yeah. even though he's a boy. You just say, he likes sparkly. Exactly. That idea. No, so you I have think, to bring attention to the perspective that people used to have or yes. still do have that's not the right perspective, but the, yeah. you know. And I think adults always overthink things. Yes. You know, because yeah. LGBT still has that taboo to it, kind of. Yeah. So when you take away that taboo, when you just focus on, oh, yeah, these are people's families, you know, these... They get hung up on the labels. It's yes. gay marriage. It's not marriage. Yes, it's exactly. It's health. It's not health. Like, yeah. it's pantsuit. It's not a regular suit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's the label, right? Exactly. People get caught up on. So then you're able to kind of just take, like, we're not even talking about mm-hmm. labels. We're just, this is how it just is. Right? Yeah. And it's just like you're explaining that. Well, which especially in so preschool, yeah. intuitive, but it's not. Well, in preschool, men. it's very developmentally appropriate 
to yeah. play in the dress up. Right. You know, when kids have only been on this earth for like three, four, right. five years, right. you know? Right. And what they're doing is they're looking at their mom dress up. They're looking right. at what their dad does. They're learning these gender roles. Yeah. So as a small child just trying to figure out the world, right. they're going to explore right. all those things. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times that's one of the first questions is, well, how do you dress that with a dad who might be angry that their little boy is wearing a dress when they go to pick up? So I kind of go that route. We'll just throw the developmental stuff back at them, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that is very interesting and such a good way of I get that question, that. like, every time yeah. I present. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that's yeah, really because hard. I'm sure that's yeah. the first thing that comes to their mind, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, well, what if we're doing this? And then, and you're just like, you're overthinking it. Yeah. It's fine. It's That's okay. And most people don't know that. They're not taking a, a human developmental, you know, exactly. or, or just a developmental class in college, you know, yeah. or, or even being exposed to that. Like, who's exposed to that? No one. Like, yeah. That's very interesting. But for children that are truly transgender, sometimes that does present itself at an early age. Yes. And how I explain that to educators is it's almost like measuring a behavior. It depends on the duration and the intensity of it. You know, if age two, they're really attracted to the boy toys and hanging out with boys, mm-hmm. and then by the time they're five, you're ready to go off to kindergarten, and they're using male pronouns, and, you know, they're demanding to wear the Spider-Man shirt, and there's huge, like, two-hour tantrums about wearing certain clothes, but this has been started at the age of two, you have a little bit something else to consider. It's not a phase. Yeah, it's not a phase. So it's kind of how I determine, you know, phase compared to this child could possibly be transgender. Right. Well, and I think that's probably something that educators can really probably help parents kind of just talk through because Mm -hmm. it shouldn't, like, because I could see a lot of parents, I'm not a parent, but I could see a lot and I've heard a lot, like, well, is it a problem? Mm. Is it a bad thing that my kid does this? And that, that applies yeah. for a lot of things, right? Mm. Not just if they want to play dress up or if they want to play with the G.I. Joe, right? It's a lot of things. Yeah. Parents often are very quick to, is this normal? Is this worse? Especially like first time parents. So it's something where I could see that, okay, well, you know, it's okay. It's, exactly. You know, this is okay. And even if it does last longer than a couple months or a couple of years, it's okay. It's who they are. They're expressing themselves. Yes, exactly. And it's more important for them to express themselves than for it to be the way you want. Yeah, exactly. Since the, I'm sure, I think a lot of times kids are sometimes more comfortable to be themselves when they're around their kids than they're around adults. Yes. I'm sure teachers often see this a lot quicker than maybe the parents. That, exactly. Oh, this, is, this is maybe. Well, yeah, if you're a little boy and you might not have that dress up stuff at home to right. try out. If you don't right. have a sister, <laughs> yeah. 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 Or a little girl, you might not have those right. certain types of toys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's interesting. And it's definitely interesting how our society really gender gender. Oh things you know very yeah even like the rules and that happens a lot in children's books too so I try to find books that kind of break those stereotypes and there's some really good ones there's awesome literature out there nowadays you'll have to give us a list and we can post okay yeah we have one on our Facebook so you talk to a lot of other educators and centers about how to kind of implement this kind of curriculum into early child care Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned that you've hit some roadblocks with some teachers saying it would be very difficult for them are you comfortable sharing um, sure. <laughs> I went to a conference a few months ago, and it was teachers from kind of all over the country. And what their issue was, this is a great idea, they believe in it, but it's not legal to be a teacher and be part of the LGBT community. You can still be fired for that in some parts of the country. Yeah, I I thought it was 2019. Exactly. 
So for those schools, there are schools obviously not ready to do it. But the beauty of early education is that there is so many choices. You know, if you're an educator and this is something you truly believe in, you can find a more inclusive school. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting faith-based to come knock on my door, <laughs> you know, and I get it and I respect that. I understand their point of view and, you know, same with the LGBT family, I wouldn't probably send my children right, to faith-based right, school. Right. So for those educators, you know, find what works best for you. There have been schools that certain books have been banned or you can't read certain pages. There's a Todd Parr book, It's Okay to Be Different. And there's like one page that says, it's okay to have two moms, it's okay to have two dads. Uh -huh. So they had this big board meeting, and then the director- That's all that's on the page? Yeah, that's it. So the director said, you can keep the book, but you have to skip that page. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. so then it's not okay to be different. No, it's then. not okay to be different. I don't understand. <laughs> I know. Oh, it so it's interesting how people try to work with it and deal yeah. with families. Yeah. yeah. But, and every time I give this workshop, I'm always focused on kids and the curriculum, right. but there are educators that come up every time I present like, hey, I'm LGBT, I'm not right. out of work because I, I don't yeah. feel safe. I mean, even in California. Wow. Do you think it's harder in early childcare because it's not as regulated, like K through 12? I think so, and I think there's still that weird taboo. You know, I love my center. I've been there for like 12 years, but I remember when I first started dating, he was also a teacher at the school. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we like busted out the, you know, employee handbook, like, yeah. can you date other right, right, like right. coworkers? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't see anything, but we were still super on the down low. But yeah. you know, that was 12 years ago. Right. Marriage equality hadn't even passed. Yeah. So then once it passed and you know, we kind of became a little bit more open and we yeah. put up our family picture. And I but just think- even you being at, you know, a Happy school or learning center that's like so inclusive with yeah. so many public. You were still like, I don't know, I don't know that yeah. we can be out like that. Yeah, because that there is that stigma yes. that is just won't go away. It won't. <laughs> yeah, it won't go away. But then, as a parent, then you go to take your kids. So you already have these protective factors yeah, right. of just being In a your human life. being. Right. Yeah. So right. then you're like doubly oh, protective. Yeah. So that idea of like taking your kid to a center and they have a, like a rainbow sticker in their window or something, like that would mean the world to you. Mm -hmm. Or even looking at forms, you know, the forms that say mom and dad. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. why not parent one, one, parent two, two or yeah. you know, yeah. those types of things. Because we have had to fill out many forms where we're like, not dad. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, yeah, we a couple years ago had to revamp ours because our intake had yeah. mom and dad and we're like, no, we can't, we gotta, and we, we noticed that a lot of places, I mean, you look at yeah. court forms and think it's been slow to, to change that and recognize. And to me that's an easy fix. Just fix a form, you yeah, know? Right, and right. it's easy enough to do, just kind of change your language mm -hmm. it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been interesting. And I think just as a society, especially in California, we're you know, so much more progressive than some parts. I kind of have that freedom to plant this seed right now. Right. Yeah. And I'm lucky that Orange County has taken... Orange County? Yeah, yeah, Orange County's definitely taken an interest. I'm also on the Child Care Planning Development Council through the Department of Ed. And for them to allow me to be the LGBT representative is huge. So now I'm a voice yeah. for... So when they're, yeah, the when they're talking about yeah. frameworks, so they're talking about these things, I can say, hey, don't forget the LGBT yeah. community. Yeah. Don't forget we have this resource. Well, or representing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully the more that this is spread in early childcare, those kids are going to grow up and be more accepting and more, we're all the same. Exactly. And by the time they are running centers, this problem will exist. <laughs> One can only hope. Or if they go to middle school and high school, oh, right. I hope my huge goal in life really is that those numbers drop. The, I think it's the Healthy Kids Survey, California Kids 
survey. But the data on that shows it's like 43% LGBT youth have tried to commit suicide compared to like 14% non-LGBT youth. Like even in the most protective state, our numbers are still pretty high for depression, for suicide. So we're still not getting something right. So that's why I'm looking at, let's look at early education. Yeah. Yeah, well that's where it all starts. Exactly. But I think taking the approach with the literature and having it very focused in on yes. the families probably put some people at ease, you know, yes. kind of in the shallow end, but then you can kind of take them deeper, deeper yeah. <laughs> until they're comfortable, you know, in the, exactly. in the deep end. But one, one of the books, I, I have a seven-month-old baby girl, and one of my friends bought her the book, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. Okay. Um, and John Oliver. Yeah. Uh, from last I love that. Yeah. Um, it's such a good book. I know that might be a little different for, like, the curriculum at, at early, but that's a good book out there if you just want to <laughs> pick it up. So shout out to my friend Sierra for picking that out for Blair. That's um, what I do. I always give like gender neutral clothes and baby yeah, showers. Yeah. And I always do yeah. LGBT books. Yeah, well, it's interesting <laughs> awesome. to even see gender, right? And how from such an early age, it just, I mean, the girls' clothes and the headbands and the, the you know, yeah. it's just like in the cards and the gifts. And it's just like, oh my gosh, can we get yeah. a truck in here or something? You know, yeah. So. And there's nothing wrong with that yeah, because some little girls are super yeah. girly and some yeah. little boys are definitely, right. you know, for that masculine side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Maybe not neutralize. I mean, yeah. genderizing <laughs> it so soon. Yeah. But yeah, with the curriculum, I want to add that everything we do goes with the California Preschool Foundations. Okay. So it's not just us making stuff up. Like right, we're right. backing yeah. this literature with our foundations, right. and the activities the teachers choose come from you know they're backed from the Learning Foundations. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, giving it that developmental piece yeah. doesn't come across as like. You know, a gay we're agenda. Just, we're, yeah, gay right. agenda, and we're here in California, so totally. we're shoving it down your throat. <laughs> sure, or, yeah. or trying to, you know, give them information that they're not ready for, quote unquote, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. what we think little kids are not ready for things. That, exactly. You know, and we, we always joke at the center, like, we call us the rainbow people. Like, to us, <laughs> this is our everyday life. Like, yeah. to be in a room full of transgender individuals, like, that's normal to us. Right. Yeah. Those are our friends, that's our family. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, but then we forget that sometimes it's not so normal to everybody yeah. else. So, yeah. Got to kind of ease them in. Well, I say more people than not, it, it is normal. They just don't realize. Yeah, they don't. But that's a good yeah. point too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we are talking about this weekend because this is dropping on Tuesday. It's Transgender Pride Month. Yeah, Trans Pride is next weekend. What's the date? The twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. It's going to be in downtown Santa Ana at the center on fourth. Okay. This year's awesome. We've grown so much that we've pretty much outgrown the center there. But we have legal workshops on makeup, finding your gender uh, style, stuff like how to I don't even know yeah. how to yeah. bind, how to pack yeah. those types yeah. of things. Yeah. yeah. We also have a kids zone this year, so oh, we're going to cool. have our literacy tent there. Okay. Yeah, my preschool a child place is kind of helping sponsor that and get all the books up we have entertainment food so we're gonna have all the resources that you would ever need for any age yeah we're doing a lot more we're trying to do a big push at the center for family social activities and get all these families together because you're out there we just haven't all met each other right (laughs) yeah Yeah. absolutely so yeah we're working with p-flag of newport beach p-flag of newport beach surprisingly has a lot of families I feel like they've been waiting around for somebody to do it to have a place. Yeah, I love yeah. Newport, but it's a little yeah. conservative. So, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> little pockets of Orange County, yeah. you know. And yeah. South County too. 
like Ladera Ranch, they're also really trying to reach out cool. and find some networks here. So that's nice. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'll be speaking on the panel, uh, yes. the legal panel, and I'm really excited about that. This would be really interesting. Yeah, because people don't realize, for the transgender community, I don't think they realize how much is involved. Yeah. You know, not only physically transitioning, right. if that's what you choose to do, but there's a lot of legal aspects. Yeah. And especially because I work with a lot of families, too, like, from a developmental standpoint and just social development, yeah. all that stuff for, you know, kids. I mean, it's tough being a kid anyways, yeah. exactly. but then to add all that on top of it's it, like, they're amazing, amazing layer. human beings. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it'll be great. We'll post some information about that, too. Is there a flyer? I can't remember if you guys sent me I can, yeah, like I can promote it on, on social yeah. media. Okay, because we'll one. definitely post that as well. So if anyone's interested in going, we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, lots of health information. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not like Pride as in, you know, the LGBT Pride like Month, that whole thing. Yeah, like a big giant party party. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a lot of resources, a lot of, you know, information, good information. But we do try to make it fun and connect people and make it a community right. event. Awesome. Well, thank you so much Thanks. for being on. If people wanted to get a hold of you or get a hold of the center, what's the best way? Probably my email. Okay. I'll give you my personal email. Wendy, W-E-N-D-I, Evans, E-V-A-N-S, one at gmail.com. Awesome. And the center has a website and social media and everything, right? It does, yes. Um, and it's just LGBT center, I think. Awesome. Google it. Now I Google it. It's there. Thank you again for being on the podcast, and hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.